Today on Locked On Canadians, what is the future of Carey Price in this organization and in the NHL? As well, we do a rocket update. It's not pretty, but it's not the end of the world. And a couple of notes for the Montreal Canadiens game tonight against the Minnesota Wild, what we know so far. For Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. and welcome to episode 597 of Locked On Canadians. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. So please subscribe to us uh, for your first listen of the day, five days a week. We talk all things Canadians. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick. And I'm joined as always by Scott Matla, who had to endure a rocket game that did not have the outcome the desired outcome. Scott, how are you doing this evening as we record prior to the Habs game against the Wild? I'm doing all right. The Rocket game is frustrating because it's not just that they lost. They lost in a game they they dominated in terms of shots and possession with the puck and everything and just got goalied. And if you take the Islanders game from Friday where Carey Price returned to the lineup and replaced Carey Price with Caden Primo and replace the Islanders with the Belleville Senators, you have the exact same game where they did so many little things right, but just couldn't solve a hot goalie. And it's a it's a frustrating game at the end of things because they had won tonight and Rochester lost tomorrow. I believe they're playing Springfield, which should be a tough contest for them. The Rocket could have clinched a playoff berth on home ice this Friday against the Toronto Marlies. So it's not the end of the world. It's just one of those like, ah, they're so close. Like they're not in danger of falling out or anything. It's just like they're they're this close. They're on the half inch line and they just need that one little push. And it's just like, just do it already. Please like give me that stress relief. Please just do the thing already. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not dire, right? It's not the end of the world. It's not like they played themselves out of playoff contention or looked like a disaster. Because if they did look like a disaster, then you'd be worried not just for their playoff chances, but for their chances in the playoffs. So I don't think it's that, that bad, but it, it does it does irritate, I think. And the idea that it could have been a huge game on Friday, which I do think it's still going to be a huge game Friday uh, because they'll, they'll be at home, they'll be wearing uh, you know special jerseys and stuff, but it's also another four-point game, isn't it? Yeah, like the Rocket right now still sit in second place. The standings have been updated on AHL.com. They have five games left. Uh, the Amherst have five games left, but they've played 71 to Laval 67 because of whatever reasoning. The AHL was very weird this year. And the two teams that are behind them, the Marlies have six games left. They play tomorrow. The Senators have four games left, but they've played 68. And the Rocket, are they're right there. They're pretty securely in the second spot right now, but they still have two games against Toronto and I believe uh, one more against Belleville and then uh, two more against Syracuse. So they have not an easy stretch. None of the games in the North Division have been easy, but I'd like them to wrap up a spot sooner rather than later just because some of these guys probably need a little bit of a break right now. There's guys who've been playing as almost every AHL game this year 
and it shows a little bit. And right now, and I don't mean this in a way to like freak people out or anything, but based on what I've watched in the AHL this year, I don't think it's a guarantee that Caden Primo is your regular goaltender in the Calder Cup playoffs right now. He's been very good this year. He's got a 9-12 save percentage before tonight. He's got a winning record, and he's looked much better than he has and much more consistent than he has in previous years. Kevin Poulin's record on the year, including save percentage, overall numbers, and the workload he's had, has been better as a body of work. And I think if you're Jean-Francois Houle, you have to look at this and go, if we have back-to-back games in the best-of-five series, or if Primo struggles, you got to go to the guy you know has been consistent all year. And I thought Primo looked all right tonight. I don't think he looked great. I don't think he looked bad. I think he just looked like a guy who was there. He gave up three goals, and there was one in the empty netter. It's... It's very hard to judge because I'm not a goaltending expert, but I look at the goals that went in and I went, I feel like that's one that you have to save there. It wasn't deflected. It was from low percentage. I know it's through traffic. And I think that's what frustrates me the most out of this game is not that they lost because of a lack of effort, but because the goals that went in against kind of seemed like, I don't want to say bull crap, but I want to say bull crap because the rocket had 46 shots on net and had so many prime chances just not squeak through. And then the ones that squeak through them ended up being the difference there. It's it's one of those frustrating things. And I'm sure that Hool and the uh, veterans on this team are frustrated because they want to get this done. They want to get this locked up. So they play Friday. They have a bunch of time off to recuperate. We'll see bodies likely moved around depending on uh, junior season since the CHL is switching to its playoffs. Uh, there's a lot that's going to happen here in the near future. I think so. And I think the thing to remember, too, is that there's a whole bunch of games that are happening between now and Friday. So the Canadians could be helped out by other teams and other results. Uh, we know they're, they're probably not going to clinch or they're not going to clinch. It's not it's not possible, but it could help them get further along. And in terms of the goaltending, to be honest, you kind of have to look at the the sort of the improbability of what happened tonight, right? Anytime a team like that has that many shots and doesn't really score all that much, eventually things even out. They'll regress to the mean as, you know, old school analytics used to like to say. And eventually, you know, like it'll average out so that they do have a chance in those important games. It's just one night that's really frustrating when they are so, so close. And not only that, like the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing every time they needed to do something, they were doing it. And on the one night they lost, I believe it was Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were helped out uh, by other losses in the division. I want to say, was it Friday or Saturday? I, I think. They won, the game. they won Thursday night and they won Saturday. Uh, they lost Wednesday night in overtime in that Rochester. Was right. And, okay. So that was the one where they yeah. were helped out. Um, and that's the thing about it is this week is there's games on Tuesday and Wednesday that have the Marlies playing, that have the Senators playing, that have the Comets playing. There are teams that can help there, but Rochester's the one that you're keeping an eye on now because they're in the sixth spot. So tomorrow night's game in Rochester against uh, Springfield is going to be very important if you're a Rocket spectator because Rochester loses one. That puts a real big dent in their playoff hopes, and it gives the Rocket a nice boost. You're preferring it goes a regulation loss here. It feels weird to root against my hometown team, but (laughs) I want to see the Rocket make the playoffs. I've been waiting, and in four years, they've gone from garbage to improving. COVID canceled the season to Canadian division champs to 
going to make the playoffs regularly uh, this season, which is a very weird thing to say. It feels like a step down from division title, but that process is there. I, I'm it, This loss is going to sting for a little bit, but at the same time, like I said, it's not devastating. They're not going anywhere. They're still in second place. There's only five games left, so if you can, get down to Plossbell. We say it a lot. Laura can attest to it. It's a great time. Special jerseys on Friday. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely, and we are going to be following their playoffs and all of the Canadians' uh, espoir, as we call them in French, uh, all the all the prospects, and that's going to be really, really fun. So even when the Canadians' games are done, we're still going to be doing Rocket coverage uh, before we move hardcore into our draft and prospect coverage. But in the meantime, we've got some news and notes for the Canadians' game that is going on against the Wild tonight, and that's coming up in just one moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from living to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts So Michael Pizzetta got himself a two-game suspension uh, for an illegal check to the head against TJ Oshie in the Washington Capitals game, which I have to be honest, I didn't even notice because of all the other things that were going on in that game. I did think that we were going to get a Pizzetta suspension soon. Um, It had been a while before he'd done something that was suspension-worthy or questionable. Uh, this is not necessarily ideal for him. Like the Canadians, honestly, at the end of this, you know, they're they're playing a couple of teams. It's going to be whatever, right? It's it's not necessarily uh, going to change their life. He had been a healthy scratch many, many times since Martin St. Louis took over. But it hurts him. I, I look at this and I go, I have two thoughts. One, his first game that he's eligible to return is against the Senators, which... Who knows it with that one? I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself because uh, if they're too mean, they might knock Tim Stutzla over. Um, and the other thing is, it's about what he deserved. Uh, you can't hit people in the head. And Matt Drake said this, and I think a lot of people said this. The main thought is, this is a fair suspension. He doesn't have any NHL history. He does have some AHL history and OHL history. None of that matters at the NHL level, but he has been reckless in the past. He's been very good at keeping himself at least kind of in line here in the NHL, which is a big concern I had when he got called up. I'm like, he's a reckless player. Sometimes he did it in the AHL, got a lot of penalty minutes, racked up suspensions and fights. And he was a little wild at first. He took some penalties that were a little over uh, exertion related and he kind of tiled it back a little bit. And this is the first time we've really seen him kind of cross that line overall here. I'm not a fan of the hit. I think two games is right. But now the biggest thing is, if that is the standard for a first-time offender hitting somebody in the head, that needs to remain the standard. If a repeat offender does it, if Brad Marchand or Tom Wilson or whomever does that, you can't give them less than you gave Michael Pozzetta because that's not how this should work. And it does kind of stink. I like his energy. I do think against a team like the Flyers, he'd be the right guy for that, a real crash-and-bang type of body. Uh, keep some of the fourth-liners off the uh the skill players there. 
But for me, the bigger thing is um, someone like a Laurent Dauphin, a Tyler Pitlick, Paul Byron, who had a therapy day. This is a chance to get some reps in there and see what else they can do this season. We know what Paul Byron is, but for like Dauphin and Tyler Pitlick, it's an opportunity. And I also kind of hope that they talk to Pazetta and like, this is a learning experience. We don't want you to not play with physically or physicality and passion but you got to kind of pick your spots. And this is not one of those ones that you can't do that. Basically just don't do that. You want to crash along the boards, go ahead. You want to fight Ryan Reeves? Maybe don't, but we're not going to stop you, but you know, find your Zen basically with being the type of player that you are. And we'll see him in a couple of games. I'm sure. I am just so irritated whenever there's a game and Tom Wilson's in it and somebody else gets suspended. (laughs) I just, you know, but you can't hit somebody in the head. That's just, you You just don't do that. So, I mean, it's a deserved suspension. I don't necessarily think it's going to make too big of a difference against the Wild. Like you said, it was probably going to affect the Flyers. But now it's going to affect the Ottawa Senators. In the meantime, the uh, Minnesota Wild are currently dealing with a COVID absence. So they, uh, oh, apparently, so this is testing to get back into the States from Canada um i thought anyway all of this like regular like anyway the the minnesota wild all got tested in order to be able to either enter canada or enter back into the states after they're done with tomorrow night's game or tonight's game um and marcus Molino has covid so he had to stay behind and the wild are without him they've called up uh somebody called mitchell chaffee if i'm not mistaken not a real person not i thought Nobody you were gonna say minnesota like is a real person i thought you were gonna say marco rossi and i'm like no don't tell me that because he's gonna kick our ass no, like he's good him. i like was... the other i like the uh austrian small goals boy whatever you, what however you say it in german or austrian uh small goals boy is i'm a big fan of marco rossi so like nope it wasn't him oh good so it's, uh, it's a made-up some person. guy yeah, it's, it's like most of the most of the Minnesota Wild, it was some guy. Uh, so they're coming to the Bell Center, and I, I'm guessing the really relevant part of this is they are a team that has steadily under the radar become really good. Obviously, they've got Kyo Kaprizov. They had some issues in goaltending, which they solved by getting Marc Andre Fleury. Marc Andre Fleury is one of those giant question marks in Montreal because sometimes he stands on his head in his own province, and then other times he lays an egg and those times it's usually convenient for the Montreal Canadiens so uh, you know tomorrow's not a big game for Montreal so I do expect Marc-Andre Fleury to to shut Montreal out uh, if he is playing I'm not sure my my whole thing about tomorrow is that like the last time these two teams played uh, the Wild just bullied the Canadiens it was the game where Michael McNiven came in and immediately had to face a Kirill Kaprizov breakaway and it's like I hope there are guys on this team that remember that game. And it's like, if you're going to lose, at least go down swinging. That was towards the end of the Dominique Ducharme. I'm pretty sure in that episode, I had a lot of very angry words for the former head coach. And I'm hoping in this one, have a little pride. You, you might lose to the wild. You're probably going to lose to the wild. The wild are good as heck at putting the little black puck into the net repeatedly against better teams than you. The least you can do, though, is at least give them a challenge. Don't just, you know, wilt. And you know Carey Price is going to be up for it. And are you going to let Carey Price go out there and get sacrificed to Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy and all these other guys? And the answer better damn well be no, because he wouldn't want that for you either. 
it's they they're probably going to lose to be quite honest but at the same time show us what you got you had a very frustrating end of the week you've lost four in a row if there was ever a time to show some fight and some spark even if you don't win this game this is the time for it and i'm that that's what i'm hoping for in this and i don't care if that sounds like moral victories and this and that they're 31st in the nhl at this point I'll take moral victories and good showings, even if they lose at this point, because what, what else is there? The Arizona coyotes are just going to lose nine one. And you know, with a bunch of guys, no, we talk about how people are made up on the Minnesota wild. I'm pretty sure the Arizona coyotes do not exist as a full team right now, but that's for another, that's for another day. So, <laughs> well, speaking of Carey Price, we are going to talk about his future because he said some words, but other people are also saying lots of words, and we're going to talk about Carey Price's future, not just in Montreal, but in the NHL, and that's coming up in just one moment. But first, a quick reminder, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that we believe in rockauto.com because it is the best place to get your car parts and your accessories. Everything is so easy. You just go to rockauto.com. They've got a drop-down catalog with all kinds of parts and accessories for your car, no matter what the make and model of your car is. Whether it's classic, whether it's brand new, you'll find what you need on rockauto.com. But most importantly, all the prices on there are reliably low. And that's the thing. If you go to a chain store, you're limited to what price they want to charge you. And often they'll charge you as just a regular customer. They will charge you more than they would charge a professional mechanic. And Rock Auto does not do that. In addition, a chain store would limit you to what brands they want to work with, what prices, not what stock they have, what prices they want to charge you. You avoid all of that with rockauto.com. You just go there uh, and you can pull out your phone and do it right now. It's so easy. You select your car's make, model, and year. You look at all the parts and the accessories, and then you can even choose your own price. And after all of that, it gets delivered directly to your door. It is not just the cheapest. It's the easiest way to handle your car business. And I can tell you from experience, I found something on there that was a quarter of the price that I was quoted by the chain store down the street from me. So go to rockauto.com and do not forget to put locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they'll know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So Carey Price, since he's come back, has had a few lengthy press conferences with the media, and it's been really refreshing. I don't know if he just misses them. <laughs> I don't know if he just misses everything. I don't know if he's had a lot of time to reflect. I don't know if it's the effect that the fan welcome had on him. But he has been chattier than I know him to be. Uh, and we've talked about this before, where Carey Price in the past would give thoughtful answers and he was mocked by fans or the media was harsh on him. So he started doing that thing where he would give short one words. He would do agreeing with the question that was asked by in a form of answering. And the last couple of press conferences, watch them from beginning to end. Um, and he's had a lot to say. You've learned a lot about what he's going through, how he feels about the game. And I really do hope that part of it is, you know, just the confidence that he has that 
he can be himself and he is loved. And I do hope that, you know, there, <laughs> there's always going to be the small minority that will never be happy no matter what. But overall, as, as a market, we have learned to appreciate the value of Carey Price and to understand that he has been one of the best goaltenders in the history of the National Hockey League. And the question is, is he done yet? Because we've been seeing people say, you know, Montreal, you, you're in a rebuild now. And there's like, you know, there's this giant cap hit that Carey Price has. And and maybe you want to trade him to the team that I cheer for because I want Carey Price on my team. And I really want to talk about that because they asked him, you know, how long do you think you'll continue to play? So with that and his answer, because we discussed this in a, in a DM with someone where I stopped playing Elden Ring in the middle of fighting things so I could explain this to somebody who had tried to tell me how this worked. <laughs> Carey Price will leave Montreal when Carey Price wants to leave Montreal. He has a $10.5 million cap hit. You are correct. It is expensive. You are correct. At the same time, you are calculating that cap hit based on this season. They don't have any cap space. Shea Weber's contract is getting traded to wherever the hell it's going. He's off the books. That's $7.5 million. Jeff Petrie is more than likely being traded this offseason. That's, I believe, $6.5 million off the cap. You're going to see someone like Yoel Armia or uh, Paul Byron traded. That's $3 million off the cap. Nick Suzuki's new deal does start this year. That will take up a little bit on top of that for sure. But at the same time, if you are clearing Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie and then one of Armia and Byron off the books, you are doing work there. I believe Mike Hoffman will more than likely be shipped out as well just because he does not fit this. That's another $4.5 million off the books here. The openings are there. Carl Alsner's buyout cap hit also goes down to under a million dollars, I believe. They will be able to keep him here. That will not be the issue. Jake Allen's new contract is cheap and allows that to happen. I don't see him going anywhere unless, you know, this is a long discussion that Hughes, Gorton, and Price have in this offseason. Because I don't think Carey Price wants to leave his teammates like this, and I don't think his teammates want Carey Price to leave either. It's it's going to be the eternal question, and we're going to hear about it all offseason. And no, I don't think he's going anywhere. If Carey Price was going anywhere, he probably wouldn't be playing right now, and he would have, you know, taken the rest of the year to recuperate and then be traded in the offseason I don't think he's leaving Montreal, at least not this season right now. And here's the thing is, if he plays well and some of these young guys develop the way that they have, how much quicker does that rebuild get done while he's still there? And then they've learned. And I think Hughes and Gordon are a lot different and Martin St. Louis are a lot different than the previous regime. And that Carey Price is not going to start 65, 60 games anymore. I think we're past that point and that's why Jake Allen is here. I agree. That's why they brought Jake Allen in so that they could keep Carey Price fresh. That's a long-term view of what Carey Price means to this team. What he himself said, which kind of gave all of us feelings, was he wanted to play at an acceptable level. Um, he said the word acceptable. And then Martin St. Louis was asked, like, what do you think an acceptable level is? Because that wasn't super clear. But he said, as long as I can play at an acceptable level and not be a burden. And that just gave everybody all of the feelings. Carey Price is, I mean, here's the thing, is that people are like, oh, they're in a rebuild, cap space, blah, blah, blah. It makes sense to part with Carey Price. Look at this entire season. You had Nick Suzuki hit 20 goals. 
You had a really horrible, you know, half the season. Martin St. Louis came in, injected uh, some some life into the lineup. You had Cole Caulfield uh, have a resurgence, right? You had a lot of things go right. You had a lot of players who had been struggling do better. Um, and all kinds of stuff like that happened. And then Carey Price came back to a game in which he wasn't tested. He didn't have to be otherworldly. And it was the best thing to happen this season for the fans. Not just for him, but for the fans. And for the team, you know, so many of them said that. Carey Price right now, for better or for worse, is the Montreal Canadiens, as Nick Suzuki said. And the Montreal Canadiens will forever be a part of Carey Price. So that in itself, that fandom aspect, that fan relationship, that that symbolic relationship that he has with the city, that the fact that he's the face of the franchise until somebody else becomes the face of the franchise, that's a few years from now, right? Like he's talking about, he's 34 years old. Um, uh, somebody mentioned something about 37. I didn't hear the question of the journalist. I'm wondering if it was comparing it to Sidney Crosby's contract or whatever. Uh, but he talked about how there have been a lot of goaltenders that played well into their late thirties. And he admired those goaltenders. He didn't say I want to play into my late thirties. He said the whole acceptable level, blah, 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 not be a burden. But he also said that he admired the goaltenders that took care of themselves in such a way in order to be able to play until their late thirties. So he doesn't seem to be done, and he's not over this loss in the Stanley Cup final, as per his own words. Uh, he's still getting over it. He's got unfinished business. So Carey Price has a no-move clause. You literally cannot move him without him accepting. He is the Montreal Canadiens, and I don't foresee, unless something goes horribly wrong in the summer, in the next you know 10 or so days in the summer next year, I don't see him leaving the Montreal Canadiens for another team. If he leaves, it's to retire. Yeah. And I look at what he said where he mentioned, he's like, you get so close and then it's, it's gone and you're starting over again. I think this is a guy who one we know is competitive, but now that he's had the taste of the cup finals and everything, he's been at the mountaintop before. Like he, you know, he won Olympic gold. He's won the Calder cup. He's won world juniors gold. He's won every award in the NHL there is to win except for a Stanley cup. And I think he's going to be here as long as he wants to be to try and do that. And the thing is, if he were to leave somewhere else to go win one, I think it'd be a lot like Ray Bork. I think that Habs fans at the end of the day are going to be real happy for him to see that happen. I I don't, he's not going anywhere right now. And I really wish this was a narrative that would go away. We should be celebrating his return, not going, okay, so when are we losing him? Like that shouldn't be the mindset. Just let's get through the last six, six games, five games, however many games left. Enjoy Carey Price and then go into the offseason and we'll see what we got from there. So outside of that, I'm not worrying about Carey Price right now. I don't have the energy to worry about that with the draft lottery and everything else coming up. Yes. And the thing as well with with Montreal Canadiens goaltending right now is obviously Caden Primo has not shown us anything that would say that he's ready to take the reins in Montreal. He had a very successful prior to NHL career. Uh, we'll see how he does in the Calder Cup uh, playoffs if they make it. Knock on wood. I hope I didn't jinx them. But, um, you know, they've got they've got a couple of really interesting and exciting goaltending prospects that are a lot further down the line than Caden Primo. So that's going to take a few years. So, you know, I don't think that the Canadians have to make this decision right away. And I think that, you know, for me, an ideal scenario is next year having Carey Price and Jake Allen and Jake Allen not having unfortunate bad luck injuries because I, I thought they were such a great tandem. They seem to play really well together. And Carey Price, gracious as he has said a lot of good words about Samuel Montembeau as well. Like I just, you know, 
it's so good to see him back. And I think, you know, if you've seen the last four or five days and you're the Montreal Canadiens organization, you're not going to want to lose that. And before we sign off, I just want it for people watching on YouTube, um, for lots of people who say I don't rep my team <laughs> enough, I have a Montreal Canadiens scrunchie. I have ordered some Montreal Canadiens merchandise that I'm going to go pick up at some point this week. Um, and the Montreal Canadiens scrunchie is actually made by Shayna Goldman, one of the favorite people of this podcast. And you can find it on Etsy at Hey Shay. Hey would be H A triple Y and then Shay S H A triple Y. Um, and just you you can look for that, but do it tomorrow uh, because Etsy right now, the, the sellers are on strike. So um, I think as of April 19th, you can go ahead um, and, and all the stores will be back. In the meantime, if you want to follow this podcast, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Please subscribe and tell your friends if you like us. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we're at LO underscore Canadians. And if you want to email us, we're at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com you can send us mailbag questions thoughts and all that all kinds of stuff we love receiving emails from all of you you can find scott on twitter at scott matley you will find me at the active stick thank you so much for listening and once you're done with this podcast check out locked on fantasy hockey because right now is the prime time as the season winds up and the fantasy playoffs are going on thank you so much for listening we will talk to you tomorrow